The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello! Welcome in to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. All right, let's go. All right, let's get after it. There is a hurricane bearing down on Florida. Oh, and it's a big one. This is ugly. Ooh. There's like some particular, uh, I don't know, region of the area that they're like, oh yeah, for the last big hurricane that hit this area, Charlie, however many years ago, the storm surge was uh, six feet. This time it's double that. Uh, and And when with Charlie, everything was underwater. So, oh, it doesn't help that this thing's coming in at high tide. Shit, what a fucking roll of the dice. I just, I, you know, I know I, I, I go on and on about living in a spot that gets blasted with hurricanes. But uh, uh, some dude on the news, I got some jerk uh, doing the weather. Noel Roker, no Dylan Dreyer. I'm like, oh my God, so they got to go to the third string? And he goes, I've been covering hurricanes for 25 years and this, he's like, you know, setting all this. He goes, the effects of this one will be felt not for days, not for weeks, but months and maybe years. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Holy shit. So uh, it's, a, it's a gigantic thing. It's uh, uh, a category four, this hurricane, Hurricane Ian. And uh, this was the discussion I had with my sweet wife. This morning, and I go, hey, so uh, we have a dear friend who's visiting her boyfriend down in Florida. And uh, I go, hey, uh, Steph's down in Florida. And uh, I'm like, well, where, what, uh, what part of Florida is she in? Now, I went to bed and the, uh, the big thing was um, the, the, Storm is going to smash right into Tampa. And she goes, oh, they're fine. They're, they're, they're south. I mean, they're, they're going to feel some real impact, but they're, they're fine. They're in Fort Myers. I mean, I'm like, okay. I've, we, we've known this sweet lady forever. Dear, dear friend. I wake up this morning. Uh, third string weather guy goes, Oh my God, it's taking a hard, hard turn. And it's has Fort Myers right in the crosshairs. And I go, Hey, uh, Steph's going to get hammered. And I guess they like, um, uh, they're, they're going to be in like hunker down mode. That's what everybody's saying, you know, cause there's a point when, you know, you're, you're asked to evacuate, then you're ordered to evacuate. And then if you say no, 
there is a point where the window's closed. You cannot get out. By the way, if you're those uh, 50 people that Ron DeSantis uh, flew out or whatever, they're like, oh, thank God he did that. We'd be there in that shithole. Maybe, maybe not. I guess it could be hitting anywhere. That's a stupid joke. I suck, Dick. So this thing now as a category four, the winds as it hits Fort Myers of 155 miles an hour. Uh, that is the equivalent of an EF3 tornado, which is a big tornado. So we're talking a catastrophe for a sustained amount of time. You know, a tornado just rips through and, uh, uh, you know, has a, a, a path of destruction that's usually not that wide, but devastating. This is a super wide-ass tornado ripping up everything in that area. Holy shit. So expect gas prices to be like 50 bucks a gallon. You know how it is. Great opportunity to gouge the American people. That's what's going to happen. And then they'll all blame Joe Biden. It's his fault. So that is a uh, a big one going on right now. My God. I appreciate you all being here. As I do this show, of course, from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. Uh, yesterday, it seems like Monday through Friday, every day of the, of the work week. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going like 10 different directions. I'm very, you know, you, you all go out into the workforce and do your thing. And, and I get a lot of shit because I'm here at home, but I'm not kidding you. It is every bit as stressful as a normal job that a person has, because you have to remember so much. And there's so much stuff going on that you there, there's a balance of podcast work stuff to real life stuff and it all kind of blends together in a big ball of uh, I don't know what but when you're going from scrubbing your brother-in-law's asshole to repairing his wounds to doing podcast stuff to uh, wiping the dog's ass and and whatnot it, it, it seems like I don't know whether I'm coming or going real world problems I know But um, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I love this. I love it. Okay. Uh, what The only way to get this stuff done is to write it down. So I have a list of things that I have to do every single day. And uh, yesterday on my list of things to do, because the homeowners association is like, you got to get the fucking camper out of the driveway. And I'm like, shit. And it's always my, uh, my neighbor. He's in charge of the thing. He's like, dude. These busy, but he's in charge of the homeowners association, but he hates it. So where I live, you've got however many houses are in this region. I don't, I have no idea, but there are people that live here and I cannot, I, I, I'm not even making this up. They drive around just regular people who live here. They're not like in the association to see that everyone's following the rules. And if they're not, they call my neighbor, who's the boss, and say, hey, uh, we got a problem over at 3245 uh, 
so-and-so left their garbage cans out uh, past 24 hours. If you bring your garbage cans out and then the trash man picks them up and then whatever, you're sick or you, you get too busy and you don't bring it back in within like a certain amount of time, you're going to get a phone call. Because someone is going to rat you out. So that's fucked. And then if you bring the garbage can up and you have it in the front of the house, it's like it can be seen. You get a phone call. If you leave your garage door open, you're going to get a phone call. You cannot leave your garage door open. I think this is all intended to be for the good of the community. They want it to look nice. Now, these are all rules that I break daily, every week. I think you're allowed to have a certain number of dogs. I'm walking around with four. I'm not even sure of the number that you're supposed to have. At least I wasn't until I got a phone call. You're only supposed to have a certain, certain number of dogs. What do you want me to do? Shoot one? Uh, that's, that's, he's my neighbor though. And I like him and he likes me. So I'm, I'm breaking that rule. I didn't even know that there was a rule. I did when we moved in here, there's like a, a constitution and I, I, I took it. Oh yeah. Thanks. I threw it away. I didn't even look at the damn thing. So yesterday is camper day. Get this thing out of the driveway or we're going to get a phone call because someone will drive around. It's real obvious. The stupid campers in the driveway. Oh, yeah, you got to get that thing out of there. Got to get that thing out of there. So I didn't want to have to deal with that. Jump in the thing and I have to, uh, uh, you know, the uh, septic deal. You got to take it over to this place across the street and dump it. Believe it or not, where I live, There is a campground half a mile away. And it's the weirdest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Some of you even know where this is. But now this is not a touristy area. It's far enough away from anything touristy that There's really no reason to park your RV or your camper there. It's surrounded by a neighborhood and an energy corridor where there's all the giant towers with the lines. There's no, um, uh, there's nothing to see. (laughs) Kent's got it. Uh, Nothing to visit. There's not a big giant ball of twine to go see or any type of, uh, or anything. So I've always wondered why this place is there. And the only conclusion is it's a opportunity to launder money. Uh, When you drive into the area, the person who owns it right next to the sign is two dumpsters. Visible from the road. Now, it's bad enough. It's bad enough that there's nothing going on 
why people would take something as uh, nice as a camper. I don't even care if it's just a pop-up or anything like that. Of all of the amazing places you could go in uh, in this uh, in in Michigan, which is full of lakes and streams and and uh, uh, forests and uh, uh, just amazing waterfalls, uh, you know, rolling rolling hills. Oh my God! You're gonna go to a subdivision surrounded by a an energy corridor and nothing else, and you drive in and the first thing you see is two ugly dumpsters that are so full of trash. It's like they're it's all around it now. So the the, the lid's open, it's it's overflowing with trash and there's shit all around it, bags of garbage. I'm like why it's all, you you already have the deck stacked against you. Uh why the fuck would you have the the fucking dumpsters in the front? You idiot. Okay, so this is actually an improvement because the previous owner was this throw mama from the train looking bitch who when you drive up, you're already guilty as charged. And uh, I remember driving up there and uh, what do you want? I mean, that it's that abusive. And uh, I, I very quickly realized that I was going to get my ass kicked. And so I just did the old killer with kindness. I go, hey, how are you? I was wondering if I could uh, um, dump here. Goes, $10. I go, you you got it. Here's $10. Thank you so much, madam. Yeah, all right. Don't make a mess. You know, she's a real fucking crusty bitch. Well, that whore sold it to this other dude who's very nice. Very nice. Um, but, and I still don't understand dumpsters in the front. I still don't understand why people go here, but it's packed. It is packed to the gills. Probably 200 sites and, oh my God, wall to wall RVs. It's like, I don't know. There's got to be some type of secret going on here as to what they're doing. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this is some big group sex thing. Perhaps the uh, Deniacs will show up there for their next orgy. Oh, that is just bizarre. So, you know, and every every person who lives there, they're either, they're, they're either like an old person. I mean, actually, people do actually live there. Like, there are some year-rounders. I take it back. They're there from like April to like September, October. The rest is they then leave their shit there and like uh, close up shop and just come back when the weather starts to break. I don't get it. I don't know why. But I don't know what the hell was going on yesterday because I showed up there and all I got to do is empty the shit tank. And uh, the guy raised the price. The old bitch was $10 a pop. He charges 15, but he's a nice guy. And I'm, I'm like, wait a minute here, though, because I was a little thrown off because he acted a little fucking weird uh, when I showed up yesterday. And I go, you I always say to him something like, hey, buddy. And uh, I, I know his name. I don't want to say it, though. And uh, I go, hey, uh, you look like you need $15. 
And then um, he goes, yep, yep, you're uh, getting probably done for the year, aren't you? And I go, yeah, pretty soon. Pretty soon we're going to wrap it up. And uh, so he's uh, ready to get his fifth hang. I got sneeze. <coughs> Excuse me. He needs his $15. And I got two crisp new $5 bills. And uh, I pull those out and I give him $10 to slide it this way. And then I reach into my pocket and I've got a Ziploc storage bag full. Thank you, Maureen. Full of 20, 20, count them, quarters. And uh, before going over there, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't have any money. I got, I, I have, I have the two fives. So I uh, gather up as, as much, uh, as many quarters as I can in the house. And I go out to my truck and that little fucking ashtray thing or whatever the fuck it is. And I, I got it. I got my 20 quarters, throw them into a bag. And I go and I go, and here you go. Five more dollars. And he looks at me like uh, I've got two heads. And I think he's thinking, I'm not taking that. And I'm like, oh, dear God, please don't let this get weird. And just that pause was enough to send the message to your old pal, Eric, that he now hates me because I've given him 20 quarters. And I'm like, dude, come on. I do this with you, I'm thinking to myself, probably five, six times a year. It's an ab you're making an absolute killing here on the dump fee. And this is the first time I've ever given you actual coins. It's always been cash. Can't you give me a break? And then I'm like, well, wait a minute, what break do I need? It's a fucking American currency for fuck's sake. So this dude is kind of like, he's just non-verbaling me, passive-aggressiving me, and it, it takes just you know, a handful of seconds, three, four, five, six seconds. He goes, oh, oh, thanks. I go, yeah, it's all there, 20 quarters. It's okay. So the the fact that he even considered some type of uh, bit of drama, and, I, and, and all I wanted to do at that point was unload uh, about the dumpsters in the front. And, uh, and I wanted to ask questions about who the fuck does this. And then it, it dawned on me when I was driving, when I was driving around, there's still some people that are there. And these are all the kids who like, uh, you know, it's, it's well past school hours and they're all dirty. They don't have any shoes on. They look like they haven't bathed in weeks. These are, uh, these are filthy people. They're uh, that are actually living there on the premises. And I'm like, what? I cannot believe this. What is going on here? So you have a, a, a mix of like people, old folks who are camping, who they have their uh, fifth wheels that stay there all year. And they've got like actually, they actually like attach a deck to it. So that's their site. And, and they uh, have their giant windmills that say home, sweet home or camper, sweet camper. And right next to them is some guy who, you know, left his wife. And uh, th this is where he lives now. And it's just a, a fucking dumpster fire. Jesus. Really, really shitty. Chris says, we actually camped there once when I was a kid. Did you have the realization when you got there that you're like, God, this sucks. 
Nick, the electrician, currently digesting sliders, said those people are the reason I bought seven and a half acres for my camper. You're not kidding. Maureen says, are they dirty hill people living amongst you? Yes. Corey writes, pennies are only good for throwing at the homeless as hard as you can. By the way, Corey and Aram, thank you for taking the heat off of your old pal Eric Zane amongst the sensitive Deniacs. Uh, Nick has declared war on you and he is furious with your behavior for insulting them. As you know, all they want to do is be left alone. They don't ever do anything to attack us or me at any one point. They don't ever show pictures of the bobblehead in various fun places after it gets mailed to the next degenerate to take a picture. Uh, They don't post stupid memes over and over again with all of them uh, loving it. Aha, we got him on the run. So that happens daily. I beat the shit out of them on a regular basis. And then Nick responds with, why can't he leave us alone? All we want to do is be left alone and have sex with each other. Corey says, hello. Well, what first I've heard of this? Well, I, I didn't, I don't, I'm not on DDX United though. I did send a request to be let back in. They did not yet approve me. Uh, One of the things that our sensitive flower, Nick, wrote, and then I had screenshot by one of my lurkers and sent to me, uh, was those words by Nick. And he used you two by name. He is saying, I don't know why Eric and Rob and Corey keep talking about us. They can't keep our names out of their mouths. (laughs) Holy shit. Aram says, what? I didn't say anything. No, you did, but it doesn't matter because it's all true. Uh, We've all called them trash. I think you called it a cesspool or something. That's all you need to say with Nick. You know, those assholes can go ahead and let me have it on a regular basis. But the second that I swing back and frankly, I mean, there's not many entities in the world that I've got a harder punch then because I'm little. Nobody fucking checks out my show. Who gives a shit? But I know I'm bigger than them. So if they try to flex and puff themselves up against me, I'm going to win every time. So I've done that recently. Who gives a shit? It's funny. Everybody seems to enjoy it when I talk about uh, whatever uh, things I can about those morons. Uh, Curry says, if they know I call them trash, then they must be lurking here a lot. Oh, they absolutely are. In fact, what they do is they wait till the show's over and then they, and then they, they, they watch it and then they get all the info or, or someone screenshots them or they listen to the audio podcast. 
Nick is like, I, I don't listen anymore. He's listening right now. Uh, Chris says, oh, yeah, Nick said Corey and Aram need to keep their names out of your mouth. Make them. What are you going to do about it? Ride here on your motorcycle and, and, and fucking yell at us? You fucking pussy. You fat, titted, ugly-wifed asshole. Tyler says, I'm disappointed I wasn't mentioned. I'll have to up my game. I tell you what, I think Nick wants to be a social media star. He should start an OnlyFans page where his wife eats hard candy and you got to take bets at how many of her teeth fall out. Jesus. Tyler says he's going to go Will Smith on your ass. If you don't keep his name out of your mouth, Amanda says, stop. Yeah, shut the fuck up, Amanda. You're on the fence anyway. Amanda can't figure out which group she likes. Shut your fucking mouth. This was all started by those twats. So if you want to get the fuck out too, go on. I'm telling you, it gets to a point with diminished returns with me. And I don't like fucking big mouth bitches telling me what to do. So shut up. There you go. How do you like that? Enjoy your day. All right. Here's what I got for you today. I posted this picture because I've got deer meathead coming up. Send your questions Eric at ericzaneshow.com. Dear Meathead happens in 33 minutes. I've showed you this before, but the year was 1985. That chair behind my dad was still around until, oh, I don't know, a month ago when I burned it. Yeah, it it's seen better days. This is Tom the racist. This is my dad. At this age, he's younger than what I am right now today. And then me. Look at that face. That's a face of a guy who's about to make the noise. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Look at that. What a fucking dork. And I'm looking at my dad saying, I can't wait to one day be that fucking cool. Woo-hoo. Tom in a sweet jean jacket drinking uh, the champagne of beers, Miller High Life. I can tell by the can. And then my dad with the high socks. Can you still buy those socks and those shorts? How is his dick not falling out of the bottom of those? Jesus. All right. Send your questions for Dear Meathead. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. If you're enjoying the show right now on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, all you have to do is go over to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live to get the rest of the show as it's happening live because I'm about to send you on your way. Again, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live on Twitch. 
That's where you go. It's free. It's the same thing as Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all that shit. It's just where the show is in its entirety. You got to make your little profile. You got to hit follow because I'll let you know when I go live and then off you go. It's that simple. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Maureen says at first glance, I thought that your dad was you in that picture. I will see the man coming up this weekend. I uh, called him last night and I said, Dad, Saturday we'll be drinking coffee. Saturday morning we'll be drinking coffee together. What? Well, he's so, you know, he's, he's got dementia, so he's a little loopy. But uh, I go, Dad, I'm going to see you very soon. And he goes, tomorrow? I go, no, no, not tomorrow. I'm going to see you on Saturday. Why? How? Are you coming over? I go, no. going to see you when we go up north. And he's like, okay. All right. He's a little confused. But I will be seeing him. And he's excited about that. He'll be 89 years old coming up in March, God willing. Uh, Ycon Rob says, what about WATP? Yeah, I tell you what. That's a busy day for your old pal Eric Zane because here's how Friday works out. Get done with this podcast and all the chores I do. I have to be uh, at uh, the Magic Bag in Ferndale, Michigan. No later than 6.29 p.m. There is a VIP meet and greet for Carl's audience, WATP Live in Detroit. And he said, will you please be there then? I go, well, of course I'll be there, Carl. So that's going to happen. And uh, so Drew and Mike show will be there. Producer Steve, uh, Jen from the jingles department will all be there. There's still a handful of tickets available. You go to WATPlive.com if you want to see the show. And we're going to do a live show at the Magic Bag in Ferndale, Michigan. That show finishes, I don't know, 10, maybe. I'm not even sure. And then I literally have to get in the car and drive up north to Grayling. So I'm probably going to get up there like one or two in the morning. Busy, busy boy. All right. So that's what's up. Where was I? I'm confused. Oh, if you are on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, not only can you get the whole show in its entirety on Twitch, but you hit follow, and then you'll know when I go live. I already said that. But you can also subscribe with your Amazon Prime account. When you subscribe with your Amazon Prime account, and that's all there at twitch.tv slash Live, you'll figure it out. Don't panic. Just look. All right? People nowadays, this is what they do. They, they go online, and something's supposed to be there. But, you know, I don't know. Click the three lines at the top. Use your eyes. Don't give up so easily. It's there. Trust me. Sign up free with Amazon Prime. It's a big red dot on there. It says Twitch Prime, Amazon Prime, whatever. Click the fucking thing and do it. And then the reason why you want to do that, link up your Amazon Prime account. It doesn't cost you anything. If you have uh, Amazon Prime, it doesn't cost you a dime. You have to do it every single month, but it doesn't cost you anything. You get the show without any commercials. Because Amazon throws in commercials while I'm talking. I'll be like in the middle of a word... Uh, yelling at Amanda or something like that, and then boom, commercial. You don't want that. 
So sign up with your Amazon Prime account. If you don't have an Amazon Prime account, throw $5 at it, and then that it's taken care of that way. You can, as always, download the audio podcast wherever you download shows at uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it may be. Download and enjoy. Okay? Adam says Twitch is more user-friendly than it was 11 months ago. No, it's the exact same. You're just used to it. Kyle Ryan says, looking forward to listening to the live show. Love Carl, love WATP. Get your husband and go see us, dick. What are you doing? You can see all of the crew live and see how it happens. Come on. Okay. So thank you if you're watching on those other platforms, but it's time for you to go. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. Send an email on the Shoreliner Strifing Inbox, eric at ericzaneshow.com. The show that we will be reviewing on WATP is called Mike and John got it going on. All right. Mike and John got it going on. And uh, they are, these are, it's um, during the month of October, Carl's shows center around radio shows or radio shows that have become podcasts. He calls it Jocktober and he hijacked that from Opie and Anthony who made this format famous where for years during the month of October, they would uh, listen to other radio shows and then review them on their very famous at the time radio show. In fact, they reviewed the old free beer and hot wings show back in the day. And I remember when that happened, I was scared to death because I thought it was going to be devastating because you got Opie, Anthony, and Jim Norton just roasting. And um, then they they did it, and then I listened back to it, and it wasn't as devastating as I thought it was going to be. So I was like, oh, thank God. Bullet Dodge, they actually were pretty kind. I thought it could have been a lot worse. Um, fast forward to last summer, I actually visited Anthony on the show, and um, I addressed this. I go, you realize you roasted us? And he's like, oh, my God, I'm so uncomfortable right now. And it was great. Um, since then, I still publish a show on Compound Media. Supposed to be every month, sometimes a little longer, but I, I've got two the last two months. So uh, that's all That's all part of it. This is a long way of telling you about how they're, what they're doing on WATP on Friday. So anyway, that show broke up. They don't do Jocktober anymore. Carl steals it, and uh, he does Jocktober. This show is based in Michigan. Mike and John got it going on. And I guess they were uh, some super uber local show in, uh, and they uh, they described themselves as Livingston County's number one for info and conversation and shit like that. And they've been around since the mid-90s. Mike and John got it going on. Um, and, okay. 
I wanna I wanna just warm you up because I'm gonna play some clips of these guys on tomorrow's show to prepare you for this. And um fuck me. You thought I was a homespun fuckface? These guys unbelievable. Something happens sometimes to radio people when they do a podcast. And I fell victim to it too. When I started podcasting, there was a little bit of radio still in me. And so there's some habits and practices that would occur on the radio that kind of bled over into the podcasting world. And that's a bad idea. It just doesn't work. They have taken that to the 10th degree and have dug their heels in and continue to do it that way. And it's awful. It's absolutely terrible. You um, add into it that Mike of Mike and John's a fucking bully. Mike bullies John. I mean, it's ugly. And he's not funny and he's mean to him and he's fucking awful. Absolutely terrible. Um, so I... I'll actually feature some of the Mike and John got it going on show tomorrow on this show. And if you do, if you do want to travel to Detroit, you have to go to WATP live. And I'm told there's like 10 tickets left. So if you go, we're all going to hang out. All right. So maybe some of the other Zaniacs can sign up or Dini X, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Uh, hey, Siri. Mm-hmm. Call Amanda Dildo mobile on speaker. Hold on. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Call Amanda Dildo. Calling Amanda Dildo. Yeah, we we gotta have a word. We we need to air some things out. Yes, sir. What is your deal? What what are you talking about? Why are you so whenever I'm busting balls on a group that thoroughly deserves it, do I see stop? You just start getting a little bit mean. Of course I get Well, don't you think that when Kate calls me a pile of shit, do you think that's pleasant? Do you? Well, you can, yeah, go, go after Kate, go after Nick, but don't go after significant others. Oh, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? It's all, it's all good. This is, this is called a fight. This is, this is what you do when you fight. Okay. You get mean when you fight. I don't know about okay. many nice fights. Do you? <laughs> well, I don't fight. I love everybody. That's why you're telling me to pick a side, but I'm like, I don't, no. I don't like everybody. I don't Look, have a problem. These people are absolute animals, okay? And they deserve everything they get. And Josh even says it. I've said it many times. They go low. I'm going to go lower. That's how I it is. That. I know that. This shouldn't so- be a surprise to anyone. All right, then I'll shut up. I want you to say they're all awful and you wish bad things on them. No. <laughs> all right. All right. You can go low, but that doesn't mean I have to. 
but I'm also allowed to listen to and be friends with who I want to. No, no, you can't. <laughs> All right, I'm kidding you. Well, I don't remember, you know, you being my father. No, so. I'm in charge. <laughs> I'm in charge of you. Put your boob in your mouth. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you. Thank you. All right, yep. yeah. bye. She's actually pretty funny. I, you know, um, I'd be lying. I would be lying if I said she had no talent. She's actually funny. She's a pain in my asshole and annoying, but I think there's some talent there. Just saying. All right. Where the hell are we? Yeah, I don't. I don't give a fuck about those people. Those people are enemies, and I don't. I don't. I don't have. I. I don't. No quarter is shown. There is no quarter shown, and there will never be. That is how it, I am a sworn enemy of the state. Until further notice. And that's how it is. Tough shit. All right. All right. Uh, The open and live stream brought to you by Bosco's Pub. That's where we're going to meet one of these days. I'm thinking with the start of hockey and basketball season, we'll meet at Bosco's Pub. Part of Terra Square in Hudsonville, Michigan. Bosco'sPub.com. Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. 616-532-6600. Your car's in the weeds. You got trouble? Take it to Irvine's. I know Chris, right here in West Michigan, is driving one of the Irvine's loaners. Chris, thank you for going over there. You are awesome. Irvine's.com. That is their website. That's E-R-V-I-N-E-S, Irvines.com. Call them, 616-532-6600. Dumpster divers. If you need a dumpster, like they do at the uh, uh, friggin' RV park across the street, don't put them in the front of your building. Uh, Reach out to dumpster divers, 616-375-9962, dumpsterdiversllc.com. If you want to order online, their dumpsters are cheaper than anybody else in the area. Absolutely true because the weight limits are lower, okay? Dumpster Divers, 616-375-9962. They also do junk removal and demolition work. Dumpster Divers, Kyle from Dumpster Divers, will join us tomorrow. As always, thank you to the folks on Patreon for signing up. Just got a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Who was this? It was Brett Kaiser. Brett K, thank you very much. He signed up for five bucks a month for all of that content, 15 plus hours every single week. Oh my God, Patreon. I'm uh, thinking very, very uh, hard about adding more content to the Patreon. As always, I like to add content, but not raise the price. That would be ridiculous. It's already insane that you people pay me five or 10 bucks a month. I'm so very, very uh, glad about that. But I just uncovered a pile of cassette tapes 
from the years 1999 to 2001 of Billy Kidd and Eric Zane on WIMZ. That's right. Your old pal Eric Zane, years 29 to 31 in age, on the radio atop the rock in beautiful Knoxville. That show had, uh, first it was Phil Williams, Billy Kidd, and myself. Billy just died a couple years ago. Uh, And Phil is an asshole. He's still on the radio. And me, I was the producer of the show, but I had a role on it in terms of talent. And then fucking Fat Phil left. So Bill and I were doing the show alone. That was awesome. I loved it. And then we brought in Tony Magoo. Holy shit. I don't speak of these people that much. So it was Billy Magoo and Zane. Story goes like this. Uh, I was going to get fired after I choked and strangled Phil. So they didn't know when they were going to fire me, but they didn't want to leave Billy alone. So they were picking their spots. They bring in this guy Magoo out of... um, Florence, South Carolina. And um, they bring in Magoo to do a test run. And not, I take it back, he's from Nashville. He used to be on the air in Nashville. They bring Magoo, so it's Billy, Magoo, and Zane for one week. We're going to do a week of shows. But the plan was, and I know this because after this all went down, Billy says to me, hey, bud, I got to tell you, this was the plan. We were going to bring in Magoo, and if it worked out, we were going to fire you. But for one week, we gelled so much that they scrapped the plan to fire me and keep us together as a three-person show. Billy, Magoo, and Zane. Didn't work. It was only around for about six months, and then the new GM came in and fucking fired everybody except Billy. And, uh, and that was it. But I've got all of these tapes. And so in addition to like the lost Zane recordings, you would have the lost Billy Magoo and Zane recordings or the lost WIMZ recordings, whatever I decided to call it. I don't even know yet, but that would be awesome. So you're going to hear, you know, just some real hokey ass shit that does not stand the test of time. I mean, it sucks dick. It's terrible. Now you might not think that because I hear that from people all the time and say, man, those lost Zane recordings, those are fun shows. And I'm like, oh, Fuck me. No, it's terrible. What the fuck are you talking about? But, and then when I actually do sometimes go into those shows, there are moments, I'll admit it, where I'm like, boy, this was fun. This actually was pretty good. And then there's other moments I'm like, oh, God, this is terrible. But anyway, that's what's up on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. <laughs> Aram says, who's doing the show notes for that one? <laughs> Where's the show notes? Show notes. Pellerito, you dick. Um, off the beaten path comment from Maureen. I started breaking bad. Oh, <laughs> I started breaking bad last night. I'd never seen an episode of it. Oh my God. Now you're fucked. Cause now you've got all those seasons plus six seasons of Saul And in between that, you got to watch El Camino. Oh my God. I don't know if you're retired or not. I mean, I don't, I don't know you enough to know that, but if you are retired, you might be able to get through it in a year. Uh, Tyler says, I just finished Ozark last night. Holy shit. That episode was 
He writes B-A-D-A. What does that mean? Okay, bad. Thank you. I thought that stood for something because it was all caps. No, no, it was terrible, and so was the whole season. Ozark should be known as uh, all it was 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 meetings, meetings with the feds, meetings with uh, the Mexican cartel. Dude, I don't even remember. It was so bad. After what happened to um, Javi, that was it. And even that was terrible. Leading up to what happened to Javi was just fucking Ruth driving around, crying, listening to rap music, thinking about it. What the fuck? Terrible. And it drives me crazy about shows when they suck dick at the end. Did not happen that way with Saul. Did not happen that way with Breaking Bad. Uh, Kyle says, I know I'm in the minority, but I did not like Breaking Bad. Better Call Saul is much better. Well, Better Call Saul is a better show than Breaking Bad, but I love Breaking Bad too. Uh, let's see. Where, what the hell? Oh, okay. There, there's talk of, and everybody's talking about it, the Jeffrey Dahmer deal. All right. The Jeffrey Dahmer deal is a big hit on Netflix, so you should watch that. Um, uh, And then there is Amanda says there's a good one on Paramount about the Las Vegas shooting. Is that the one from the, uh, the hotel with the the concert going on? Yeah. There's been very little info about that incident. Very, very strange. Uh, Corey, Corey says, watch the boys on Amazon prime. I've heard a lot of people talking about that. Haven't, uh, haven't got into it. I'm always late, man. I'm always late to the party, with the exception of Saul. Uh, I guess there's a show coming out with Reyes Seahorn, who's from the uh, Breaking Bad um, universe. Sins of My Mother. I think I've heard of that. Interesting. A lot of cool TV to watch. Okay, check this out. Um, over in uh, Deniac country, the Odessa Township region, which is like right next door to where Pellerito lives, okay? There was a terrible incident that went down where some person who is a, a right-to-life uh, advocate or she's like canvassing. There's a, prop, uh, a proposal here in Michigan, Proposal 3, that is going to pass, that is going to restore a woman's rights when it comes to abortion. So included in that are, uh, because, you know, some people, their lives are jeopardized when they get pregnant. Um, some people have unwanted pregnancies because of sexual assault, incest, things like that. And some people just love baby murder. So proposal three is going to make it so that all you ladies can go out and get pregnant and then murder your baby. And it's also going to keep the health of women safe who have maybe like some complication that threatens their life or something like that. So it's all encompassing. Basically it gives you ladies the power and I'm not getting in the way of that. So I say vote yes on proposal three and I'm a Catholic. If the Catholic is saying vote yes 
on proposal three, you know it's going to pass. I am the barometer here. Some of my uh, brothers and sisters in the Catholic faith are saying vote no on proposal three. And I'm like, well, you're a dumb fuck. All right. And they're like, well, wait a minute here. That's it. That's you can't do that. You're a Catholic. I'm like, look, dude, don't tell me about, uh, uh, I mean, here you are picking and choosing about what's right, wrong, sinful, not sinful. So don't, don't try to act like, like that. Cause you look like a fucking hypocrite. Second of all, if there's anything of, uh, uh, concerning my eternity in the afterlife, I will break it down in a corner office meeting with the boss when I take the dirt nap. I'm not going to discuss it with you because you're a fucking loser, loser mortal. I can't, it, it's, this is above your pay grade. This is between me and the boss. All right. I've got my reasons. You've got yours. You either vote yes or you vote no. Everybody gets one vote, but the one thing you don't want to do is go around barking in people's faces, telling them what they should do. The only time that that is appropriate is when it comes time to getting your COVID shot or if you have to wear a mask. So medical freedom for abortion, no medical freedom for COVID shot and masks. That's what I'm telling you. So we're all clear here. Anyway. In my neck of the woods, uh, some crazy lady approaches a house in Odessa Township. <laughs> By the way, Sam the Juice is saying, what you should do is vote yes on Proposal 3 and vote for Dixon at the same time. <laughs> uh, Amanda says, I get told what to do almost daily now. LOL. That's true. Sorry. Anyway, um, so some lady who's pro-life goes banging on this door in Odessa Township. The lady who lives there, she's super dramatic. She might be related to Pellerito. She um, uh, is, no, I'm not going to vote yes on proposal. I'm not going to vote no on proposal three. I had a tubal pregnancy and I almost died. So there's no fucking way I'm going to vote for. And so it's just ridiculous that this lady would even bang on the door and do that in the first place. But this got off the rails because the lady who's waving the clipboard on the porch of this house got shot. Holy shit. All right. Let's see. Where the hell is this story? You're going to love this one. Oh, my God. Ridiculous. And the guy who the guy who shot the chick was the husband of the lady. And he's like, oh, yeah, it was an accident, man. Holy crap. It could have happened to anybody. Audio check, video check. Here we go. And who fired the shot said that the pro-life violence. Oops, it's in one channel for some reason. I apologize for that. Volunteer argued with his wife, refused to leave, and that he fired that shot accidentally. The man's wife says it started. Oh, now it's in the other side. Day with a knock on the door of their more than century-old farmhouse. And this lady comes up to me. Okay. Knocks on my door. This lady is so fucking dramatic. Watch this. And so she's from some coalition for to save women and babies. Yeah. And now, now this is a Lake Odessa lady. Okay. She looks 90, but she's actually 21. She needed me to vote no on proposal three. It's the proposal to keep abortion legal in Michigan. 
And I told her, I can't do that. And she said, well, you have to. <laughs> and I says, no, I don't. It's not going to happen. I told her, I says, that I'd had a four-and-a-half-month tubal pregnancy. And she says, well, you survived, didn't you? Sharon Harvey says the tubal pregnancy in 1971 required surgery and nearly killed her. The argument, she says, was on. She would not take the fact that I was going to vote yes on Proposal 3 as an answer. She didn't care. She didn't care. I told her, I says, women are going to die. I nearly died. She says, well, you didn't, did you? Oh, I says, fucking A. You need to go. Just go. She says, I have a right to be here. Okay, so now that's where it gets weird because the old man hears that shit. He's like, ah, motherfucker, he comes out waving a gun. No, you don't. You need to go. You need to go now. Get off my property. She says the woman ignored at least a dozen warnings to leave. Wow. And it got louder and louder. My husband was in the barn and he heard it. I'm in the barn. I hear it. All right, this guy. Check this dude out. Holy shit. Just screaming going on. He says he came out of the barn with a 22 caliber rifle and fired a warning shot into the pine tree out front. <laughs> she's still ranting and raving, and she's got this clipboard, and she's waving around. I'm thinking she's going to smack Sharon with it. So without thinking, I went to club it away with the rifle. And my finger was still in the trigger guard. Ah, okay. Now that's what you say when you've... that. Those are the words you say when you actually aimed and shot her. You just make that story up, and the cops go, eh, it's cool. And it went off. And it went off. It hit her about in here. The victim volunteers for right to life, which says the woman was peaceful and was walking away when she was shot in the back. She drove herself to the wow. police department and is recovering. Michigan State Police. Well, those are two very different stories. He's like, oh, yeah, she's waving a clipboard around, and I went to hit it with a gun, and it went off. Uh, yes, I admit that sounds like bullshit, but who cares? Investigating. Are you afraid you might be facing some charges? I think this guy's lying to our ears. It's always possible. I mean, yeah, I shot somebody. Yeah. It was an accident. The Ionic uh, prosecutor okay. says he's still waiting for state police reports before deciding on whether to file charges. In Ionia County, Ken Colker, News 8. Uh, knowing that community, they're just going to sweep it under the rug. But my God, yeah, I, 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 I hit the clipboard away with my gun and I accidentally shot her. That doesn't make any sense if you think about it, because if, if she's waving the clipboard around, if he hits the clipboard with the gun, how does the bullet go out of the barrel and into the shoulder? So I don't know. I mean, I think those two are absolute lunatics. And I think that the person banging on the door is also a lunatic. So if we arrest the guy who shot her, good. And the lunatic got shot. Hey, win-win. I think everything's fine. I think it's all worked out for the best. Holy shit. Chris says they're all idiots. Absolutely. Boy, uh, upset there. Upset that um, those two were pro, uh, 
pro, uh, what do you call it? Pro-choice. I did not expect that. I thought for sure that those two hilljacks would be pro-life, like a lot of those scumbags in that neck of the woods are. But even but this proposal in Michigan, it is so one-sided. It's like 70% say, yeah, we love abortion. And then uh, 30% are like, oh, no, my God, we got to save the babies. And then, you know, same thing. 70% are going to vote for Whitmer. 30% are going to vote for Dixon. I mean, it's really bad. The polls are just ridiculous. It's going to be so one-sided. Whitmer should just stop spending money on ads and just right now start a victory lap. Here you have Tudor Dixon is so bad that, and Whitmer's going to win by so much, despite, despite in a hilljack state, which only has one pocket of Democratic votes, Detroit. She's going to win by a landslide despite shutting down the entire state more aggressively than pretty much any other governor in the entire union for COVID. Shutting down all those businesses, all those mask mandates, and she's still going to kick the shit out of Dixon, who is Donald Trump in high heels. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Fuck, how? How did you manage to fuck this up? And she was the winner of the primary. Good job, you dumbasses. Call cannot be completed as a dial. What the fuck? That's my dad. Dear Me Dead brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware. Hello? Hello. Hello, Ruby. How you doing, son? Happy uh, Wednesday. Well, same to you, son. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you having a good day? Uh, I'm just, I'm really finishing up my coffee right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing a good thing. Nice. Boy, I'm a little lean on questions here. I just noticed. I I don't know. Uh, I've got like oh, just a small number of them. Uh, so if anybody in the audience wants to send along a question for dad, please do that. Send it along. Eric at Eric Zane show.com. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going to see you very soon, dad. I'm looking forward to that. You, you and yeah, Joe, I understand you're going to be there later than we are. Yes. Uh, you and Joanne are going to be up. I think you're going to be up there like Thursday or Friday. I, I'm not sure. We're going there tomorrow. Okay. So Thursday. Yeah. All right, that is that is awesome. That's exciting. I'm glad that you're going to be there. Uh, looking forward to seeing everyone. Do you know what we're eating? Do I know what? Yeah, do you know what's on the menu at Mike's house? Not really. Okay, I don't, I'm, I'm hoping maybe we got a fish fry going on. What do you think? Oh, I think that's awesome. Okay, all right. What? Yeah, what, 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 what do you say? Oh, <laughs> he, he says he don't have. Joanne says he don't have enough fish. Okay, that does happen from time to time. So we right. better uh, pack us some sandwiches, huh? All right, I'm sure. Bobby have spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti. Do you know if uh, Jason's gonna go? No, he's not going. All he's right, not going. All right. Okay. Um, well, anyway, to the audience, I have one. Count them. One question from Nate, ready to go. 
Uh, okay, if, Nate, lay down. And so for the rest of you, send a question along right now, eric at ericzaneshow.com. Nathan wants to know, dear Meathead, I believe my little daughter is starting to hate her little brother. She feels like he gets treated better. What do I need? How is this a little daughter? Well, uh, I think his daughter is, let's just say, uh, five, and the little one is, and the boy is like two or three. And so. Would you repeat what he he said? (laughs) Well, uh, his daughter is jealous. She's old, and she's older. She thinks that the little guy is getting all the attention. Okay. And so he's a little worried about that. He says, what do I need to do to get these two to like each other? Well, I would think I would just leave it alone. Don't, don't do nothing. You don't do anything? Don't do anything. Well, I mean, shouldn't he like, uh, uh, you know, maybe pay sure. maybe pay a little more attention to the five year old and and uh, somehow because he's trying to get them to be friends. Hey, don't do nothing. <laughs> just just keep talking. Yeah, love to the to both of them. Yeah. Um. Well, what if he like walks in the bathroom and, and she's got his head in the toilet or something? Well. It's a little kid. Come on now. Well, you know how it is. I mean, Jim used to, my older brother, Jim, he used to give me a, I mean, it was terrible. He used to always cause me trouble. I know. I think the parents should, parents should get involved with a lot of love. Yeah. And show the same affection to both of them. Okay. And but, make sure that they're both around when, yeah. you, when you're giving affection to one Grab the other one also, bring him into the game. Okay. And give the same attention to him. So maybe play games with them? Do, do, do some, uh, hey, yeah, yeah. You know what? I think parents, when they got uh, twins or two two of a kind or two little kids growing up together, I think they're just uh, ignoring the whole thing. Yeah. Not just that ignoring one and loving the other one. Okay. So... I'm getting all this down. Uh, love them equally. Bring them into the game, and everything will be yeah. fine. Everything will work out. Do do everything you do for both of them at the same time. All right. Uh, now, I I had such a problem with uh, with my brother Jim. I I think there was a time I actually pulled a knife on him. Do you remember that, Dad? I remember that. Yeah, but you had an actual fight with him. Yeah, yeah. It was. I don't know what it was over. It doesn't matter. But you know, I don't either. You know, I I do remember that I was involved in there. In fact, I was going to punish you heavily for having that knife in your hand. I know it. I know it. I I I uh, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't think I would have stabbed him. Uh, I think I was kind of just you know trying to uh, send a message. You know. I think so. I just don't know how serious that issue was. What it? Uh, what initiated it? Water knife. You know, yeah, killer knife. A killer. Yeah, it wasn't a steak knife. It was a killer knife. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know how you got a hold of that knife. This is why you and don't. You know, that's funny because we didn't have any of these issues in no. that family. No, 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 no. It, this was just a blip on the radar. It was a fairly normal 
childhood, all things considered. I think that if you, I think that if you were to go back and, and of all the uh, children of divorce, I think that um, Joanne's children and your children, I think we all fared pretty well. Yes, we did. I mean, for the most part, there were ups yeah. and downs. I remember you coming over the house uh, with a guitar. What was that? A guitar or an instrument? Oh or yeah, I loved going over to Joanne's house. You know. That, that was terrific. I, I was so happy to see you. Yeah, yeah. I was right there in the family. Now, <clears throat> Mom was so jealous, though. Holy cow. Oh, I know. I know. That's, that's, the, that's just the way it is. I know. Don't, yeah. You were like, you were like uh, out, and then women were just throwing their underwear at you from the moment you left. Remember, so yeah, this is 1980. No, wait, 1978. Um, so you're in your 30s, maybe early 40s, and you early 40s. Okay, yeah. You um, when you left, so then there's several weeks pass before I see you again. You know the uh, dust is settling. Everybody's figuring sh- stuff out. Well, the next time I see you, you have a new car. You are dressed completely different. You got a perm, and your front license plate says God. <laughs> I remember that. True story. True story. You you got a new car. You're dressing differently, a new hairstyle, and the license plate says God. And I was like, what is And you were wearing dingo cowboy boots. And I'm like, Yes, what? Yes. Who? Who is this guy? And my mom, oh my God, she was furious. There was steam coming out of her ears. She's like, Rob, what are you doing? And, uh, <laughs> oh my God. And so then. Oh, God, I never was aware of that. Oh, so boy. Oh, dude. And uh, that was it. It was game on. So that meant for like the next decade until yeah, she. I, I don't want to get back on the subject, really, but, uh, I remember that your mom was uh, very uptight. <laughs> she was super uh, uptight. Very, you know, seeing Joanne and I in the oh, same car. Oh, man. <laughs> you know. It, uh, and, 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 and Joanne's all, and I just heard her say she should have been. That's the, been. That is you, the one thing about Joanne that I always appreciated. And I'll tell you this right now so that she can hear it. She was always very, very respectful of my dearly departed mother, and she was always very concerned about the objects and things like that. She was very fair. She was sweet. She always was the same. She never was over the top. She was never mean. She was, uh, it was, it was terrific. She was, Joanne has been a prototypical stepmother. She has been absolutely a godsend. Well, she's loving you for it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, you felt very slighted and hurt by that, and right. and God bless you that, and, and I'm just glad that you two found each other because holy cow, um, you you were have been just absolutely perfect for each other. I mean, you've really uh, been uh, a great team. We, we are perfect, and we do love each other as much as when we met. Yeah, yeah, I know that. I know that. It's truly great. It's uh, it's very inspirational. Well, and I tell you what, I'm so grateful to God 
that you were always in my uh, makeup of thinking about you guys. Right, right, which is what uh, I was... I really appreciated myself that, hey, I was a, a father that just didn't leave you there and got the hell out of there. Hey, Dad, I'm writing this down. It says that you appreciate yourself. I do, <laughs> because I had my, my thoughts are always with my children. I'm going to say that today. You know, I really appreciate me. Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's great. I'm a, I'm a good guy. That is that that is classic. I do just like to say to everybody that I really appreciate me. Myself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you from Kenny. He says, hey, what would you guys do if some lady comes on your front porch and says you have to vote a certain way on something? I like, say go for, for kites or something. Go, go, yes. You know, because, you know, I'll, like. I'll vote any way I want to. In particular, a, like in the state a of. God-given American way. In the state of Michigan, there's this thing called Proposal 3. I don't know if you know about that. No, I don't but, know. What okay, well, Proposal 3, if you vote yes, is going to restore a woman's right to have an abortion. And if you uh, vote, I don't get involved in that because I I don't I don't I don't think that's okay. Well, a I, good thing. I if, don't. if someone came to the door and said, and, and let's just say you said, well, I'm going to vote no, and she said, no, you got to vote yes. Well, I shut the door on. You her. just slammed the door on her, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a that's story. Right. There's Absolutely. A, there's a story in my neck of the woods of that happening, and the lady ended up getting shot. Wow. Yeah. Oh. People are crazy. Now. They are. Uh, I'll tell you right now. Uh, if if uh, if I'm out there and somebody come out with a tray of crap, says eat it, I'll eat it. Okay. Wait a minute. You're gonna you're gonna I eat. Mean, I don't want to argue with anybody. Did you just say you're gonna eat crap? Whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, hey, if this guy has got a gun or something in his hand, and says eat it. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dad. Oh, no, hey, uh, this is a bad era to argue with anybody out there. Right, right. As long as people will realize that, they're going to be better off. Yeah, just like, hey, it's none of your business. I The way this one unfolded, the lady wouldn't leave after the lady said, hey, none of your business, and said, you need to get off my property. Lady wouldn't leave. At this point, you just call the police. Instead, her husband comes out and shot the lady. That, that, that's, that's, well, he's got to get arrested for sure. Yeah, he is going to get arrested. Okay. He should be. All I, right. I, I don't understand right now what the area is. I don't know what turn people to what they are right now, especially the young people. It isn't all people. It's just a few bad ones. Well, the yep. bad ones are making The Deniacs. The Deniacs. Yeah, they are the bad ones. It is. It's right. All right, Dad. Uh, Brandis has an, uh, Brandis has a, um, a young child, 13-year-old teenager, and says, hey, Meathead, uh, any advice on how to deal with a child that's uh, becoming a rebel and uh, going down a bad path? 13-year-old girl driving me crazy. Signed, Brandis. Well, that's a tough one. That really is a tough one. 
See, I never had these issues in my life, so I am not uh, too well spoken about it or opinionated. My kids were just great kids, really. I know one time you had an argument with your brother, I had to intervene. Uh, but uh, we never had issues well, with it. Yeah. So I was not, okay. I'm not uh, into it. Well, are you telling me that, uh, like, if you had, if if you're a father of a 13 year old who might be, you you suspect maybe uh, running with the wrong crowd, or maybe uh, shoplifting, or or maybe doing drugs, or something like that, uh, can, how would you approach that? It's 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 got to be uh, the, with a common sense, calmness conversation. You can't get mad at them. So smacking around or none of this. No. And then you have no other choice other than be calm. And if, you, if you're going to start a bully the kid because he is bullying, well, the two bullies trying to butt heads. It's not going to work. Um, so You've you, you got to show it's a tough one. It's a tough one to deal with. Well, you know, I mean, when they're that age, they have a hard time paying attention to their parents. Well, definitely. But then again, who is the one to straighten them up to recognize that particular analogy that you're talking about? It's almost like you got to do your best to make sure that they don't hurt themselves or others. But um, if they're not going to listen to you, uh, you also, if, if you know, they're not going to listen to you, you risk them like hating you. If you decide to try to impose sanctions on them to some degree, in no, some cases, they're not going to help. In some cases, it's almost like you got to let them do their thing to some degree. And if they get caught or busted, they're going to have to face those consequences. You know, that's right. Absolutely correct. You've got it right on the, right on the head. I mean, uh, yeah, it's sometimes if kids have a mind of their own, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna fight you every step of the yeah, way. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so I mean, and then like Joanne said, you, they'll do it behind your back. Yeah, you know, I mean, so you it it it's not it's a it's an unenviable position to be in, uh, for sure, Brandis. I I I I can sympathize. I really can. Uh, Dad, yeah. I, Dad, I wrote down the note: two bullies trying to butt heads. Now that that's something yeah, I want to see. Hey, one is trying to win the other one. Exactly. So going to keep fighting it. Uh, all right. Uh, Jimmy in beautiful Portland, Maine, says, "Dear Meathead, hello." The fo- hello. he says the the foliage is starting to change here in Maine. What is the fall like in the great state of Michigan when the uh, leaves turn color? Uh, and I think, uh, I think not yet, uh, not yet at all. It's just, it was still have, but then again, we have the weather is really nasty. It's kind of quite, uh, I mean, cloudy for, uh, days after days, right. you know? Right. But, but what he's saying is when they do turn, is it, is it incredible? Yeah. It, it is incredible. It's very incredible. Uh, vivid reds, oranges, and bright yellows. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, we got beautiful uh, uh, turn of events on uh, on the weather. Well, I mean the clouds. At all, when the clouds come in, different colors. The leaves, leaves are all different colors. It's beautiful. Are you talking about clouds? 
No, we're talking about leaves. I keep saying clouds. Yeah, you're talking about a beautiful turn of events. The clouds. Like, what the? Well, no. I mean, leaves. Okay, good. Uh, Brian is in the path of the hurricane. Uh, there's oh, a, th- Yeah, he's in Florida. Uh, Brian says, we're about to get hit by a hurricane. Uh, what would you do to prepare for a hurricane? Do you have any advice? I'll pack a, a lunch and get the hell out of there. All right, now I, mean, I, I, I there's I, nothing to prepare against a hurricane. That's true. I think he's stuck in the Got house the and go as far as you can from it, away from it. I think that guy's stuck. I don't know if he's going to be able to get out. I, I, I pray he's not in the direct path because this is a big one. It'll get him. It'll yeah. get him. Yeah, I guess uh, what uh, Brian, what Dad's saying is you're going to die. I mean, trying to save $50,000 worth of furniture against dying, Yeah, I'll take the second choice. Well, uh, and then he says, Joanne, what are some good games to play with my wife while the power is out? <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> yeah, go uh, make a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing you can do about it. Yeah, go make a hurricane baby, you know? Yeah. Hurricane outside, hurricane inside. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good feeling. Oh, yeah, now that's a hurricane I, I can live with. That's right, absolutely. Keep keep praying to God that you get to repeat again. Aram has a question, Ted. Hi, Aram. He writes, what would you tell a friend who gets into a lot of street fights and brags that he punches guys below the belt. Tell him to get a life. That's not what life is all about. Fighting and punching and showing power. Joanne is, uh, person. Joanne, no. is uh, Joanne is reacting strongly. I think she wishes you had that mentality 30 years ago. No. Well, I learned, you know, hey. I fought. I fought enough. They got too old to fight. You know. <laughs> she says, I got too old to fight. <laughs> I don't know, Dad. Uh, last year, we were over at, uh, we wandered onto that guy's property accidentally, and we pretty much had it handled until you turned around waving that stick and said, hey, I don't need a lecture. Yeah. I think... I think that, that, that I don't need. Well, I, yeah, I know you don't need it, but I mean, uh, we, it was almost a fight. I mean, right there. Well, that was that was I, awesome. I would have to re, re uh, uh, establish my mentality if he uh, tried to take me on. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, I I would have had to fight. You were nose to nose. I know you were in oh, yeah. there. Well, some, uh, and the thing that bothered me, you got a gun on you. Well, I didn't have I, I didn't have the pistol on me at that time. Uh, but what I oh, did okay. do was uh, I was letting him talk. And then when he started to talk about my wife, then it's like, okay, well, now I got to do this. Now, nose to nose. Now, you were, oh, no. now, now I got to actually challenge this asshole. And uh, that'll be the end of it. Yeah, but I had this big stick in my hand. I know it. Remember? Well, I knew you had my back. Mike was smoking. That would, that would definitely take care of the problem. Mike was smoking Newports. You had the stick, and I was yeah. and I was ready to go after that jackass. <laughs> Diana's. Well, I, figured, I figured 
uh, language and help things out. No, maybe, yeah. So. Diana was in the front seat. Kevin was in the back, uh, 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 sitting in feces. Diana was forty feet below. Yeah. Was she? Yeah, yeah. She was stuck in the truck. All oh, right. You hadn't gotten her uh, out of there yet. No, no. Okay. Well, listen. Uh, it'll be just a matter of days, and we'll be together. God bless you. Okay, love you guys. All right, be safe. Please get there safe and sound because we need you out there. No problem. No problem. Okay, Okay, till next time. Love you, honey. Love you, bye. Thanks for your call. Yes, yes, love you guys. See ya. Chris in Maine says, nose to nose for Eric is pretty much arm's length. And then he laughs at his own joke, you fucker. The NFK, Tyler says, had a handful of shit ready to throw at this guy. Kenny connecting with Brandis. Uh talking about uh 13-year-olds. That's a that's a that's tough business. 13-year-old girl. Set Kenny writes, Set rules, expectations, boundaries, and make consequences for breaking those. It's going to happen. It always does. Just stick to what you said and be as fair and reasonable as possible. Listen to that. That sounds terrific. Terrific. That is great advice. And I think it's important to note, Brandis, that in these days like this, you must uh, remain calm, like my dad said. The second you start arguing with a 13-year-old, your age and your behavior drops exponentially the more you talk. So listen, pay attention, and be firm. Be firm, and that's it. You are the boss, and she must listen to you, and that's the end of it. You are the sheriff uh, flashing the badge in this deal. Don't... uh, the whole business of sometimes it's tough being a parent because you want to be their friend and shit like that. But um, that doesn't always lead to quality parenting. So as long as you are you stick to your guns, uh, yeah, the kid's going to hate you for a period of time, but the kid will remain safe and is also learning. Learning. Brandis says, my older two kids were never like this. Oh, my God. Man, I had the same deal with Jim. And you know, he was all, like, laid back. You know, Jim was a late bloomer when it comes to causing my hair to turn gray. Okay? Early on, piece of cake. As he got older, I was like, what the fuck? I'm being manipulated. And Jackie was just a bull in a china shop. There was no, Jim was very subtle in the shit that he, that he, uh, that, that he put me through. Jackie, not so much. Madison, um, not at all. None of these three were like each other. They're all completely different. It's a roll of the dice. Throw the dice. And sometimes you get that kid who's, you know, acts like an asshole. An absolute dick. It's okay to say it. Your kid right now is acting like a cock. That's what kids do. That's why I always say in one form or another, all kids are assholes. 
Doesn't matter what's going on. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this is great. Uh, we have talked on the show about selfie time with Kate uh, of the Deniacs, who is notorious for going to various places where she uh, works out and then um, putting her glasses like this and then lifting lifting up her finger and waving to the crowd and and uh, taking her selfie. So selfie time with Kate has been a topic of discussion on this show. Well, word has gotten back to our friends in the Deniacs. And this makes me happy. Here you go. Matt sends me this. Kate sent that. Now, okay, it's selfie time. Show off your best look in the comments below. Oh, great. This is fucking sweet. And then look at this. Look at Dean. He actually went in front of a Planet Fitness. Congrats. Good job. And then there's Adam. Good thing he's not showing his open mouth. That would be a problem. Last time I saw that much brown, it was after I wiped my ass. And then there's Dean, who just cannot get over the fact that he does push-ups. Everywhere this degenerate goes, he wears, he, he cuts the sleeves out of his shirts so that he can show off the pipes. <laughs> so the message is getting out to that bunch about selfie time with Kate. Kate once again proclaiming she is a victim. And we all know that the only victim that exists in Kate's world are the treadmill she walks on and the sidewalk she walks on. Those are victims. And that's that's the real loser here. And we need to consider that going forward. I'm considering starting to go fund me for her local community to have new sidewalks installed and for treadmill repair. Hey, I'm not the one who broke all the equipment at the planet fitness. Josh says, don't forget poor Paul. Oh God. What an emasculated dude that is. Jesus, if she gets him in a figure four leg lock, it's all over. Holy shit. Mm. This is a regular sound at Kate's house when she's walking. Uh Oh, Kate's going to use the toilet again. All right. Thank you very much to my friends at the Deniacs, who I have tried to get back in. I want back in. I want to be part of the group. Okay. I actually sent a request saying, let me in. And no, no, just gonna give me the finger. <laughs> oh, shit. This is great. 
I love the fact that you got the, we don't listen. We don't pay attention. And then minutes after I finish insulting them again with another horrible onslaught, they, they're aware of it. This is great. You, all you're doing is that you're making it worse. You're absolutely making it worse. Holy shit. All right. Enough of that. Oh my God. I am so behind on ads. Shit. Um, if you want an Eric Zane show podcast t-shirt that you can mail back to me, uh, Eric Zane That's where you get all of my gear. Frank Foss, my policy shop insurance, uh, buy insurance here.com 616-914-4070. Thank you so much. 616-914-4070. If you are without health insurance, what are you doing? Okay. Gone are the days when the excuse of, oh, I just can't afford it. Yes, you can. Okay. You absolutely can. You just haven't explored this enough. Don't just throw your hands in the air like a dumbass and say, oh, I just, I'll just go without. No. You need insurance. Whether you are between jobs, whether you work for yourself, or your employer does not offer it, you can get insurance. 616-914-4070. Call Frank Fuss and reach out to him. He is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker, and he will help you. Buyinsurancehere.com is his website. Please mention me when you talk to him. Van Dyke Mortgage, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. Awesome. If you are in the market for a mortgage, a refi, your first mortgage, your 10th mortgage, doesn't matter. Call Mario. And I want to touch on the person who is getting their first mortgage, trying to buy their first home. Okay. That's, that's weird. You know, I mean, you don't, you you don't know what you're doing. You have no idea. And you're like, boy, I don't know if this is right or this is wrong. That's tough. And not all mortgage guys are created equal. Like a big hitter, Kyle Ryan here, a longtime listener of this show. And he only, you know, he is all about qualifying people for like $25 million loans. Okay. He's so incredibly rich because of that. But if you're a guy like Kyle Ryan and you're approving $25 million mortgages, which is what he does, I can understand why when Joe Blow trying to get a $140,000 mortgage comes a calling, Kyle like rolls his eyes. Like, oh shit, this, this peasant, what do I have to deal with this shit for? Mario's not like that. Okay. Uh, and that's because he knows that with a little uh, cultivation, a little uh, TLC, first mortgage person is going to get a second mortgage and then a third mortgage. So he's all about it. And he's got the horses to do it with a full staff to help you. Uh, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. NM, NMLS number 3035. All right, a couple more because I'm way behind. I've only got 24 minutes of show left. Advertise with me if you like what you hear or see and you want your product or your services advertised on the show, whether it's a local business in West Michigan or a web-based business anywhere in the world, reach out, eric at ericsaintshow.com. We've got a local entertainment complex called TC Paintball online at tcpaintballgr.com. We've got an event October 16th 
I want to see you there. It's a 4 p.m. start Sunday, Paintball War number 20, uh, the Lord of the Thighs Challenge. That is not going to be the permanent name. Paintball War 20, double X's, tcpaintballgr.com. Let me know, RSVP, if you want in. October 16th, 4 p.m. That is the same day of the Grand Rapids Marathon. Mike Ball and I run in the half. Oh, my God, that's going to be terrible. Rick tried to talk me out of it. He goes, dude, you're going to be wasted. No, 16th it is. And uh, if you ever want to do something fun, gather up the neighborhood kids, gather up your friends, family, loved ones, uh, fellow dads, fellow moms, tcpaintballgr.com. Wednesdays are Ladies' Day and also Wednesdays Little League Day. tcpaintballgr.com. Kent County Health Department get vaccinated with uh, measles, mumps, rubella, whooping cough, pertussis, meningitis. These are all important vaccinations that you need for your kids or yourself. Uh, if you need more information, go to accesskent.com slash health. A&E Heating and Cooling. Thank you to them. Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579 to get your furnace tuned up for the winter. $79 is all it costs. Get it done. 616-516-8579. Okay. My neck of the woods, and I think this should be everywhere, or they're trying to make it everywhere. Where I live in Michigan, the idea is that when you go into a school, no cell phones. And I know that I'm guessing that a lot of the people uh, who are listening right now are like, well, yeah, I guess. And I'm like, what is the negative of saying no cell phones in school? Honestly, what pops in my mind is uh, they might need that for communication in the event of a school shooter. You know? Uh, But I don't think anybody's talking about that part of it. Other than that, uh, I mean, it's it's obviously a huge distraction, but I can't see how they pulled this off in one school district because they already have done it in this one school district that's around here. They've said, okay, you cannot have a cell phone. And I'm thinking to myself, what a daunting thing to attempt to do. Talk about a reason to have some wacko come in and, and shoot up the school, take away their fucking cell phone. As a parent, have you ever tried to take away a cell phone? I mean, there's a chance that everybody could be murdered. They are such a part of their lives. I'll tell you this right now, that if there's any one moment that I, as a 52-year-old man, misplace my cell phone, you want to see a crazy, frantic asshole? It me. Where is it? I'm running around here like a fucking idiot. I got to have this thing. This, to me, is more valuable than, like, my wallet. If I lost my wallet, I think I would be better off than if I lost my phone. So, um, I think you run a risk by just doing that. Teacher violence, an uprising, all that shit. Kenny says they didn't exist when I was in school. Why exactly would they be needed? Well, 
I think that they they aren't needed, but but I think it makes the teacher's job a little bit more challenging when the kids are distracted. Okay? And we all know that teachers are the first ones to raise their hands and complain about everything. Every time you turn around, there's teachers complaining that there's too many kids in the class or they don't have enough days off with four months a year or that they're underpaid and translation, they have to buy Kleenex and crayons. Now we all know on this show, we've made it very clear and you all agree that teachers are in fact overpaid and they've got it made and it's a great job. I mean, seriously, every other time you turn around, there's an in-service day. Uh, some days teachers come in, they mail it in. They say film strip, take notes. Uh, some teachers have sex with their students. So they have that. So these are all perks of perks of the job. So I'm sick and tired of teachers telling kids in the world that they've got it tough. If you have to put up with a student reaching for their phone, that's because you're boring them. All right. If you're, this should make you a better teacher. So I think the day that you say, all right, no more phones in the classroom. You have yet another avenue for the teacher to have an easier workday. Chris says tablets didn't exist when you were in school either, Kenny, but they are one of the main learning tools now. All right. So um, I think that if teachers are smart, they will tap into what is a gold mine of information in front of them. And you know, go from there. No, you shouldn't ban phones. And besides, if the kids are smart, they can communicate with other students to, uh, you know, they're challenging the teacher to police them better on test taking. Teachers need to pay attention when the kids are taking the test. How often have you taken a test and the teacher thinks it's time to party and just keeps their head down looking at their phone or reading a magazine or whatever the fuck? That's because they're not watching the kids. Teachers nowadays, when kids take tests, they don't watch the, the, the student body, the 30 kids taking the test. If they did, they wouldn't be cheating. Kenny writes, they are underpaid. What? Are you crazy? Would you like to earn $60,000? For what amounts to eight months of work a year? That's overpaid. They get more breaks than, I, than when I was in school. Uh, he says, well, seriously, what the fuck is fall break about? You just started back. Teachers put up with a lot of BS from punk ass kids. They should. But those kids don't need their phones out during class no matter what. Disagree. That to me is a sign. And Ram asked the question, what is Eric's point in this rant? I'm going to tell you, fuckface, if you'd shut up. If the phone comes out, that means the teacher sucks. Because the second the kid goes to the phone, obviously, they cannot hang on to their attention. Back before phones, 
Back before phones, the kids would just draw doodles of like, you know, I don't know, a hand holding a gun and shit like that. Nowadays, they go for their phone. You keep those kids captivated. The second they go for the phone, you know you failed in your job. So don't take it out. I would be the best teacher, okay? I would be absolutely awesome at it. I think I miss my calling. No one would be a better teacher than me. I would win teacher of the year every year. Those kids would love me. You know, they'd bring me apples and shit. And then, you know, when they're uh, rocket scientists and whatever, they're going to say, oh, man, it all goes back to Mr. Z. He was a great teacher. Anyway. Audio check. Video check. Michigan lawmakers are considering a school phone ban. A local school has already done it like years ago. Check this out. State lawmakers are considering a bill that would use uh, ban the use of cell phones in schools across Michigan. But for one local school district... I like all the footage. They can't show their faces legally, so you just see like a bunch of below-the-waist shots of kids. It's been the reality for years now. News 8's Byron Tollefson spoke with the superintendent of Forest Hills Public about whether that ban has been effective. Brian, Forest Hills Public Schools has done this for more than three years now. Byron Tollefson. They first tried it out at a few buildings before making it the norm district-wide. The superintendent says they haven't looked back. The decision was made was really just to create school as a sanctuary for learning, a place that's free of distractions of whatever type it could be. Since the fall of 2019, no phones have been allowed in Forest Hills Public Schools. Superintendent Dan Beam says it was clear phones were a distraction. Instead of being focused on what my math teacher was saying, uh, I'm thinking about when's the next time I can look at my phone. Yes, exactly. You said it right there. Okay. You need to make the teacher's job harder. That is the only way teachers will continue to improve and be more effective. Yes, that's a challenge, but one they can overcome. They're paid handsomely to do that. And when we've taken that distraction away, it's, it's really helped students focus, and our principals and teachers report it creates a better environment in the school. What Disagree. What surprised the superintendent, he says students actually appreciated the ban. The line. Students have reported feeling more focused and less stressed. The students have told us this has been freeing for them because they've got a six, seven hour period where they don't have to look at their phone and they know their friends aren't also posting something at the same time. So it's allowed them to focus on learning. Now there's an effort to ban cell phones in schools. How can you send dick pics from the bathroom? Schools across Michigan. Under a state house bill introduced by Republican Gary Eisen, public schools would need to prevent students from using phones in the classroom, in the halls, and even on the bus. Although Beam says Fuck that. has been positive for Forrest Bullshit. He does not support a statewide mandate. No. How come this guy doesn't support it, though? That's interesting. I'm, I'm wondering why. If it's so great, why wouldn't you support this asshole who's introducing the bill that says you can't use your phones on the bus? And frankly, this bill may have seen the light of day if it didn't have that. You can't use your phones on the bus.
One that uh, believes uh, strongly in local control, so uh, individual school districts and parents and parents who are on a school board coming together and coming up with what's best for their school, uh, that's what makes sense. If a Forest Hills student uses their phone, they won't get it back until the end of the day. If it happens again, parents need to get involved. Oh. But Beam says that's actually been very rare. It's not been a big issue for us. Uh, it's something that in the classroom environment, it's created a new norm, a new environment, and students understand it. And like I say, I think many of them appreciate the break from not having to look at their phone all the time. <laughs> I would hate that. Is here for the long haul. I would demand to be taken out of the school. At Forest Hills. Kids and teachers and parents um, haven't looked back since. No. Everybody knows that phones should be looked at in school and while driving. That's, that's, what, that's what you're supposed to do. If there is an emergency and students need to get in touch with their parents, Beam says there are landline phones in classrooms. Plus, students still have their own phones on them. They just need to be put away unless there is an emergency. Uh -huh. Meanwhile, that bill okay. we're talking about, it's currently stuck in the House Education Committee. All right. So a lot going on there. Uh, I have friends with kids in Forest Hill schools. I'll fact check this story with them. Uh, same tool that will use his phone on house floor hypocrisy table for one. <laughs> oh, good. Just to get a landline when a guy is shooting your classmates. Exactly. Say yes to phones in school. Shouldn't they able to be able to call 911? And like he said, you obviously didn't have that part. You made that comment before that part of the story. They will have the phones. They just can't uh, have them out. Say yes to armed teachers. Yes. Say yes to armed teachers. Say yes to phones in school. Say yes to looking at your phone while in school and driving. Uh, driving because it's boring. In school because it makes the teacher better. These are all facts that cannot be disputed in any way, shape, or form. All students should carry guns. We all know this. Just in case. Can you imagine, though, if you had a school called uh, Our Students Carry Guns High School and you couldn't actually go to the school unless you had a gun on your hip? You could, that would pretty much guarantee that no bad guy would ever enter the school. Now, some of these kids may actually pull the guns on each other, which would lead to a young guns firefight, no doubt. But that is still fun to think about. Maybe not fun. Bizarre. I don't know where my brain is today. Um, okay. I have one more story that is pretty much going to guarantee who the asshole of the day is. Okay. Uh, some lady in Montana, her name is Amber Rose. Now this is a uh, Montana mountain woman. Uh, she, I guess, has something that they distribute in the state called a uh, wolf tag or something like that. Uh, that is legal. You can legally uh, hunt wolves or wolves in Montana. Whatever. Um, she was roaming around on her property or whatever, 
and she realized, oh my God, there's a wolf. So this stupid whore shot the wolf dead, posed for pictures. Same way you'd see someone who's like hunting a deer. And uh, she said, uh, let's see, she actually posted it on social media. So this morning I set out for a solo predator hunt for a fall black bear. However, I got the opportunity to take another predator, Wolf Pup. 2022 was a great feeling to text my man and to say, I just smoked a wolf pup. Hashtag first wolf, devil horns, hashtag one less predator MT, one less predator Montana. So for these hill jacks, I guess that is the thing that wolves are a problem from a conservation setting. So I can understand that. Would I ever do that? Would I ever want to be associated with someone who does that? Fuck no. And uh, so there's that. And that is all perfectly legit when you do that. Problem. She killed someone's Siberian husky who got out of the yard. This dumb bitch is so stupid, and there are pictures, but I'm not going to show them to you, of her with a fucking fluffy white husky. Those huskies. It's a fucking husky. And she murdered someone's husky dog because the stupid whore thought it was a wolf. It's got a collar with a fucking bell on it. Oh, my God. Oh, look at the comments before I revealed it was a Husky. Maureen says, I hate this bitch. What the Ram says, what the hell? Maureen says, I wish a bear would eat her. Fuck her a pup. What a loser. If it were a wolf, it would have been fair. Allowed. Not fair. I hate that. But it's someone's Husky. She killed the fucking dog. Oh my God, this is terrible. And so, yeah, I, I, I can't, no, it's just too, too much. I can't even show you. I can't even show you these horrible pictures of her smiling with someone's dead dog. And she's so proud and happy. Uh, people are, um, going after her in a big way. Not only did she, uh, it says Rose hunted, shot, killed, and skinned the animal. She shared the graphic pictures and Facebook photos, proudly showing off the remains. Oh my God, what a stupid bitch. Backlash was incredibly quick as social media users couldn't help but notice uh, this was a domesticated dog, someone's pet. Uh, and then people are now um, hunting her down to find out where she works. Uh, this person outed her publicly. She works at Serve Pro and Pure First Tea. 
hunted and skinned a husky thinking it was a wolf as response. She said she would do it again. Is this really who you want to be the face of your brand? (laughs) They're just killing her now. Uh, The backlash wasn't limited to Facebook or Twitter. The community is obviously outraged. The Flathead County Sheriff's Office released a statement saying it had been contacted by by someone who was reported picking up several huskies and shepherd mixed dogs in the area. They noted that one of the dogs may have been shot. So that's weird. The hunter admitted her mistake in a follow-up post, but says she she shot the animal in self-defense. I purchased my wolf tag prior to leaving for a bear hunt in the event I ran into a wolf in which I came to encounter with what I thought could be a hybrid. During this time, my safety was top priority. This animal was growling, howling, and coming at me like it was going to eat me. Yes, I made a mistake because I did think it was a hybrid wolf pup, she wrote, adding she was unaware of several dogs being dropped 11 miles into the wilderness. An investigation of the animal's murder is underway. Yeah, they should murder this bitch is what they should do. Fuck that. Oh, my God. Ab- truly horrible. Um, yesterday's asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball was uh, the shit-faced dog grandma who posted the pictures of her face covered in dog diarrhea. What the hell is going on here? All right. Uh, Cameo, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Hire me on Cameo. If you want to have some fun, I will roast you or your friends. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Before we get to the asshole of the day, Sarah Honda Granville online at sarahhondagranville.com. Order your brand new vehicle. This is how you do it. You go there, figure out which one you want to test drive. You do that right then and there. Uh, I'm going to test drive this, uh, uh, this Honda Accord. I love this car. I want to take one home today. You cannot. Why? We don't have any. Huh? Yeah. You got it. First of all, you got to customize it. What do you mean? Well, you know, what color, what you tell us what you want. You have all these different options to choose from. You custom order your car. A couple weeks, it shows up. They prep it. Get it ready to go. Fill it full of gas. You show up. Drive it home. Sarah, HondaGranville.com. S-E-R-R-A, HondaGranville.com. There's also hundreds of certified pre-owned vehicles on a lot right now can show up today drive home uh today there you go sarah honda granville thank you bennett flooring installation 616-318-0167 if you're in west michigan you want flooring installed this is who you call bennett flooring installation they'll show up at your house measure that room half an hour later by the time they get home maybe a little longer than that they'll give you send you an estimate via email that's how much it's going to call to get or cost to get your flooring professionally installed Bennett flooring installation. The flooring I want you to buy, I want you to get it at Johnson Carpet One Floor. I'm sorry, Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan. The lowest prices in the state. Well worth uh, the time and the gas to get there from wherever you are to get the lowest prices on flooring anywhere. As it is, it's already the lowest. You add my name into the mix, an additional 10% off from Johnson Carpet One discount outlet in Granville, Michigan. If you ever need information on this or any one of my other sponsors, reach out to me, eric at ericsancho.com, and I will help you out. Okay. Big thank you to the lurkers for checking on the show and being here 
and being the filthy animals that you are. You're all miserable. I hope you have a terrible day. I want to beat the shit out of all of you, and I might just do that. I will continue to hammer you for the scumbags that you are until you apologize. All right? Asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball. Well, it's obvious. Of course. Based on the information you've heard on the show. Um, it's Kate. Have a great day, folks. The podcast is done, and I will talk to you on the Patreon. Until next time, we'll see you.